You're listening to the Back Home Network, presented by Homefield Apparel. And welcome, Hoosier fans, to another episode of the Doing the Work podcast. As tonight, we discuss some new activity for the IU women's basketball team. I'm your host, Kathy Amos, and I'm joined with my co-host, Jeff Marlowe. And today, we're here for um, another episode of Doing the Work. So today, um, what we have for you um, is... Excuse me, we'll catch you up on some news because it's been a while since Jeff and I have had a show. So we've had quite a lot of news coming out about IU women's basketball. And then we will discuss actually the um, incoming freshmen that we have. We have four um, incoming freshmen. So we're going to take a look at what we know about them and what we think might come of them. Finally, if there's time, we do get we did get some answers or questions from our um, audience and our private community. So we'll try to answer some of your questions. So, but as we do on most of our shows, we are going to start with our banner moment. And today, our banner moment occurred back on May 20th. This was when Allie Pepper was named the team and recruiting coordinator. This came shortly after Jordan Hulls was named to the same position on the men's side of the team. It is great to have Allie to come and stay home with us and help keep guiding the program into the future the way she has the past few years. We know that it's going to be in great hands, and we think this really bodes well for the program to keep things in-house. And... Um, Allie, I think, has always wanted, has always talked about wanting a coaching career, and hopefully this will be her first uh, platform into that arena. So that is our banner moment for today. Um, and as always, our banner moment is sponsored by Homefield Apparel. They're the sponsoring member of the Home Back Home Network. And did you know, speaking of Allie Papberg, they still have Allie Papberg shirts available. So just go to homefieldapparel.com and search for Allie. And you can find that t-shirt that will help support, support her as well. Um, of course, if you, um, for some reason, support other college teams or have other people in your life, Homefield probably has something for them, too. Um, they have over 120 different new schools, and they've been dropping them left and right, it seems like, um, here recently as well. Um, so if you can't find your school there, then um, just keep trying back. I'm sure that they'll, they'll have them eventually. Um, and even better, if you haven't shopped with them before, you can use our promo code HOME, H-O-M-E, to get 15% off your entire first order. That's promo code HOME for 15% off. And again, the website is homefieldapparel.com. Wear one for the team. Okay, so I'll quickly just give a quick quick brief, Jeff, about the other headlines that we've had since our last podcast. And the, I'll pause and let you give a thought on any or all of those that you want. So we talked about Allie Papberg on May 20th, but way back on May 9th as well, Coach Morin was named the assistant coach to the FIBA America um, U18 championships team. On May 27th, Alexa Goulbe was picked up by the Salmoneca um, Club, which is out of Spain. And then we also picked up two class of 2023 recruits. Both of these recruits are ESPN top 100 and are considered four stars. So back on April 14th, we picked up Lene Beaumont from Benet Academy in Lyle, Illinois. And on May 19th, we have um, a commitment from Le Juliana Le. Lay Mandola, a 6'1 guard from Texas who committed to the Hoosiers. So Jeff, what are you, what uh, would you like to talk about on your mind today with those headlines? Well, I'll just kind of take one at a time here, Kathy. I think that obviously for Coach Moore to be selected to one of the, the national team um, coaching staff, I think that speaks well of what the national coaching uh, fraternity, sorority, whichever term I should use here with the women, um, is thanks of Coach Moore and the job she's doing here at at Indiana. And so that's, a, you know, that's a big honor. In the future, you might see her actually being the head coach 
of one of those types of of national teams, whether it's an eight, uh, a U18, a U20, something like that. Um, and, and just really happy for Alexa. We kind of thought that that was what her whole plan was when we first found out she wasn't coming back for her COVID year. Um, and having talked with Grace a little bit, just about Alexa's experience, not about what after the season, but Alexa's experience kind of before she came to the United States to play at IU, she had been used to playing in kind of that European atmosphere. So I was not real shocked to see her back there. I was maybe a little surprised by Spain. I guess because I thought maybe she'd want to get back a little closer toward um, Eastern Europe and Latvia where she was from. Yeah. But I, I think anytime you're going to get paid to play and in Spain is is a real hotbed, not just for, for basketball, but women's basketball, especially that I was looking just happened as we were doing getting ready for today's show, tonight's show to talk about some of our, our international recruits. Um, Spain is well regarded in uh, the European ranks now. Obviously, Alexa won't play for Spain, but uh, I think that's good for her to go play in a league like that. Um, and then Le Bo uh, Beaumont and Lemondola are, are two really good gets, in my opinion. Four stars. I, I know everybody gets caught up in the stars, and, and trust me, five stars will be are, are nice to get. But I think this program really is built around solid four stars that yeah. can come in, play a role. And I shouldn't say play a role, but fit into the program and understand that they're going to be expected to play defense, at least in this program uh, that Terry Morin has built so far. Yeah, I, I agree. And uh, yeah, Spain is awesome. I, I know you just went there earlier this year and, and I, I went a few years ago and it, it's been one of my favorite countries. So uh, maybe I'll have to talk my husband and plan another trip and we can try to pick a city where Alexis is going to be playing combine that. So, yeah, I think it's really great. And I think the, the back to coach Morin too, as well, being named assistant, I think it's just such good, um, I don't know, publicity is not the right word, uh, but visibility for our program as well mm -hmm. with those younger recruits. I think that's just spot on. So, um, well, yeah. I'm sorry, Kathy, I kind of cut you off. You're fine. Go ahead. I would send. Well, I was going to say, and for for our fans who maybe haven't followed the program as long as as you and I have, or or a few of us have, um, if you're on, I see it quite a bit on um, um, on Twitter. Amanda Cahill, I former IU player, has played very well in her career in Europe. So the IU brand is, is building a little bit with a kid like Amanda Cahill, a young woman like Amanda Cahill, and now Alexa Golbay, and who knows who else in the future. So I, I think that, you know, and, and with us making strides in recruiting some of the European kids like Lex and like a, a, um, uh, a Henna Sandvik that we're going to talk about a little bit later, those, I think those all bode well for us in Europe. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else on your mind, um, whether those headlines are just in general going on around the, the program? Um, you know, just it, it's really kind of interesting to continue to watch, uh, I guess, more along the line of what's been happening in the college football scene a little bit with some of the NIL back and forth among especially Alabama and Texas A&M. Um, and now you're starting to see some of this filtering down. What was it? They just Adidas just signed a 12 or 13 year old to a golfer, I believe it was, to a to an NIL deal. And 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 I know that seems like it's getting out of hand but, you know, when you go down to 12 or 13. But heck, let's remember, 
Tiger pretty much signed a, you know, a multi-million dollar contract as soon as he could um, before, you know, he was 20 years old. But um, I think you're going to continue to kind of see more about this. And, and, and the NCAA, since last time we talked, actually tried to pass a, has tried to pass a policy that basically says it can't be pay for play. Right. But it didn't have much teeth to it. it well, and, it, and I don't think it's going to. I know that the, the AC guys talked about this a couple episodes ago. That If you go back and look at the court ruling, it, it's going to be hard unless they decide to let the players in the NCAA unionize. It's going to be very hard for them to kind of come to some type of, of a, you know, where they can say this is what you're allowed. Because, right. you know, other than just basically being a free agent and, and getting what you can get. So, um, you know, and, and such a, and, and with that. So um, that to me was one of the big headlines, just that the NIL, and I know it's not specific to IU women, but it, it's, it just kind of, it's such a roller coaster right now. And I think if for the fans who missed it, go back and watch our episode that we had. And we talked about NIL and the Hoosier for Good uh, project that, that really, I think will help you understand where this is going. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. All right. Well, what do you think? Should we dive into talking about our incoming freshmen? Sure. All right. Let's do it. So um, let's start off with um, one of our international um, recruits. This is hopefully I get all this correct and I don't see Ari in the chat yet, but I'm sure um, he helped us with her name before. I think it's Yarden Garzon. Yes, Yarden. Yeah. Yarden, yes, exactly. So Yarden comes to us from Israel. She's a 6'2 point guard and a four-star four recruit from the Premier Basketball Report, which is um, which talk, top puts her as one of the top European players there. Um, before we get into the stats that I have, anyway, do you want to just quickly talk about her, or do you want to talk about stats first? We haven't done one of these before, so um, we'll yeah. It would, it really, we haven't talked about any of the recruits before per se. I and mean, we've talked about some of the transfers that had some that had some background. You know, we'd seen them play in high school or college, possibly or both. Um, you know, with Garzon, I just think that this is a kid that Seth Tao talked with us a little bit yeah. in a previous episode. And watching her on film, and I didn't get to see as much film on her. The everything I found on 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 Google seemed to be pretty much the same clip. Yeah. Um, but it, she, she is a multifaceted kid and who, and player who I think is going to bring a lot to the table. And I think watching and looking at some of her stats, and I'll wait to get into the stats a little bit, um, but having some national experience with the Israeli national team, uh, this may be a kid that player that comes in and gets quite a bit of playing time right off the bat. Yeah, Excuse absolutely. Me. Um, what I'd like to see on, on the video is exactly what you're talking about. She could distribute the ball. She was really played with her head up, um, but she could drive the ball as well, too. And I believe she's in, in, including driving and playing through and finishing through contact. Um, and I believe she's expected to be a pretty good shooter and rebounder for her guards. So um, those are a couple of the, the notes I had taken. And I was the same as you. I, I pretty much I found multiple clips, but it seemed to be around the same ones. <laughs> so um, that's what I could, could find as well. Anything else there? Or do you want to talk about a little bit of her stats? I, I just think that, you know, and, and this is one I think we'll talk about with uh, with Sandvik, that when you've played with a national team, or in this case, it was kind of like Lex. I see, especially with Garzon, I, I, I see a kid, a player, I keep, keep calling him a kid, but I'm showing my age here, a player who <laughs> I think won't be, a, won't be, a, it won't be in over her head against 
other 18, right. 19, 20 year old kids. She, she's played some club ball in Israel against, I would assume, older players. So, mm -hmm. and I think that was one of the things that always impressed me about Lexa. It kind of, and I'm not making the player comparison here. There are some I will compare, but this is, she's one I'm not sure I could find a, a comparison for, uh, at least on this team or a previous team. I may be a little bit, um, but more, more, a little bit taller, but um, you talk about play through contact a little bit, maybe of an alley, but she's taller. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so, yeah, six two. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, but I just think when you talk about kids who've played at that national level or, or have played a club scene like that, I, I just think that you know, they're used to playing sometimes 23, 24, 25 year olds, and you're right. playing 18, 19 year olds. That's it's it's kind of like. Uh, that's kind of the way you, you, those of us who grew up playing in the park used to be, you know, when you'd played against 25 and 30 year old guys in the park in the summertime, playing some 16 year old didn't, wasn't scary. It was just part. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So she, so she played with the Israel national team and on there, I did find that the, there were times when that Israel national team did play against current WNBA players. And she did fantastic when she was mm -hmm. with them. Um, she averaged around 19 points and nine rebounds. Um, so she definitely held her own. Um, she also joined the Israel senior national team um, to help get um, them for the Eurobasket 2023 qualifiers. And that was in November, 2021. Um, and she started there against Latvia and she scored 16 points and had another four rebounds. So, But isn't that impressive that an yeah. 18, 19 year old kid was starting on their senior national team? Yeah, absolutely. So I wanted to point a couple of those things out. Yes, I had those same things. Too. Yeah, cool. And, what else do you have? Well, the only thing I guess I shot that, I, and I was a little confused. Maybe you could clear up this a little bit, but the, oh, it seemed okay. like the stats that I had for her that I found for this year had her right around 12 and a half points a game, uh, five rebounds, four assists. But I liked her shooting number. She shot 49. I have had for 49.5%, 35% from beyond the three, 85% at the line. So, again, like you said, I think a kid who can play through contact, but also is going to be able to shoot the ball fairly well. Yeah, and my, my numbers are a little different, but I think they're a little dated because I put this together about a month or so ago. So, and that's the other thing I found is just the websites are very different. And I wasn't sure if I was looking at club numbers, if I was looking at her with the, the senior um, or the Israeli national team. So I, I was a little confused, but they're about, you know, for all intents and purposes for today, they're pretty much spot on to what you have. Or were you looking at 21, 22 numbers or 2021? Right. Yeah, so I was kind of like you, I was like, eh. yeah, yeah. So. I think this is a kid that like I said, I agree with Seth watching the, the little bit of clip on film, looking at her numbers. I could see why he thought that she might have the opportunity to be the one person coming in in the recruiting class who can get some major minutes. Because that's the other thing I guess we'll kind of talk along through here. These are kids who can, can probably play at most schools right away. But with the group that we have coming back, minutes are going to be hard to come by, at least under the way it's been. It's never been a deep rotation. If that changes, then everybody can be a little bit happier. But I, I think this is going to be a year for a lot of these kids to get a few minutes here and there. But I don't think you're going to see a lot of major minutes, except I really think Garzon is one that has that opportunity. Yeah, that's how I felt about her as well, too, as a, you know, I was kind of doing a little bit of a deeper dive into the four incoming freshmen. Um, and I think in part two is just her experience, too, as you were already pointing out, she's played against older players already. So her coming in and slotting into maybe not a, a starting role, but a, a major contributor role, I could definitely see. And the other thing I liked, what I saw about her again, is I thought she was more of a two-way guard. I thought she could play the point and really distribute the ball, but she could also, you know, drive 
drive the ball and be more of a shooting guard as well. So I, it felt like she maybe has some versatility to her game there too. And let's say she does play a lot of minutes, whether she starts or not. Uh, and I'm not saying she's going to start. So before any of the workaholics goes, you get started coming into the chat. Well, you're saying she's going to start. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I think she has a chance to play 15 to 20 minutes a night. Um, but you start. I started thinking about this. If she does somehow work into the rotation where she's a starter at six one six two, this lineup has the potential to be a pretty good sized lineup. When you look at you figure Sydney Parish and Scalia are going to be in that lineup along with Grace and and Mac. You know, that's that's going to be as big a lineup as this team's had in a while. Yeah, if not ever. And uh, pulling up our official roster on iuhoosiers.com, she's now listed 6'3", so maybe she's grown. <laughs> um, and that's, and, and, or throw Chloe in there, and Chloe's not short. So I, what I'm saying. Yeah, it, 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 yeah. Awesome. Cool. Anything on uh, Yarden that you would like to talk about? Just really excited to kind of see her in, in, in I doubt, I hate to say live, but just on some on some film like Big Ten Network, BTN Plus, something where I get a little bit of idea. The one film clip I had there was it was uh, Israeli broadcast crew, and I wasn't speaking very well in Israeli. So, right. But, but you know, it just you could see the things you talked about, just the kind of different parts of the game she has. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, let's move on. Um, we'll move on to our other international player then. Um, it's Henna Sandvik. Um, Henna comes to us from Helsinki, Finland. Um, I had quite a bit of trouble finding anything on, on Henna. Um, I know she's a six foot guard um, and that's what she's listed as on our roster as well. And she played for the Finland senior national team. Um, and she also played with the club, of course, over in Finland, which obviously is mm -hmm. a big thing to do. I could not find her more recent stats. Uh, all right. No, I could 21 to 22. So in that point in time, it looked like she was averaging around 13 points. A game. That's what I had. Me too. Okay. Um, so I just, again, I didn't, I couldn't find any video of her. So maybe you had better luck. So is there anything on Henna that you could really find out? A, a little bit of video, uh, and I was able to find two or three different clips. I was able to watch, um, I snuck a peek at, I found some FIBA stuff that they had, um, um, European stuff. She, again, another kid that had gotten a, a little bit of a run with their senior national team this past season. Uh, she's played quite a bit with their age group kids uh, when she was U8, you know, U16, U18, and playing in European championships and such. Um, uh, and I didn't write down some of those stats, but her, her overall, her stats with her age group, Kathy tended to be much more like the stats you saw for the season there. You know, in fact, I want to say some points in her age group, she was averaging a little closer to 15 and 16 a game and five to six rebounds a game, you know, and, and, and she'd been, a, she's pretty much a starter with her age group. Now in the, with the older group, the senior group, one of those games, she started and played like 25 minutes. They only got to play two games. They were bounced out of the uh, qualifier for the European championships pretty early, but um that still speaks pretty well that an 18. I think she, in fact, I think she just turned 19 last week. Um, she just turned 19, but still that's pretty, again, another, another young player that has played, you know, in world competition or, or, or uh, continental competition that I think is going to help her in the long run here in the United States. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and by the way, I'm not sure Ari's going to join us tonight. I hope he is, but yeah, I got to, I think he's, I think he's, oh, there he is. I see him. I thought he was on vacation. Yes, Ari was um, running some errands, so he's he's with us. Now. I see now, but anyway, right. I just think when you talk about what I saw about Sandvik, um, a yeah. little bit of everything there, not as big, 
uh, as as Garzon, but as about six foot, they were listing her as. Yeah. Um, and I didn't see as much play through contact. I saw more of what I thought to be somebody who could knock down shots um, when she was open. But she did only shoot. I had her only for 43 percent from the field last year, 32 percent from three. And only 67% at the free throw line. So I think that's an area where she's got to get a little better. But what I did see on the video, and again, you're always going to look a little better in the highlight clip, um, that she has the potential to make shots. I'm just not sure she's done it consistently yet. Right. Yep, absolutely. So, yep, Ari's ca caught up here with us in the chat. He said definitely um, probably the least likely of any of the four incoming freshmen to, to get any kind of significant playing time next year. Mm -hmm. So. Um, that's about what I could find out as well, um, or I assumed as well, since I was having trouble kind of finding um, clips and whatnot on information on her. So, um, so I think we'll wait and see. I think she's probably more of a hopefully long-term development um, roadmap for her, for sure. Mm -hmm. so, um, all right, should we move on? Yep. All right, cool. Let's move on to Lexus Bargesser. Um, Lexus is from Grass Lake, Michigan. She is a 5'9 point guard. Um, when she was there, she actually helped lead her um, her D3 team in 2021 to a state championship where she averaged 23 points per game and eight rebounds and three steals. Um, so that's just a few of the things. She's also a, another four star. Um, what um, do you have written down for Lexus? Well, she's going to be an interesting one for me, Kathy. And I know she had a lot of ballyhoo when we were signing her, but she missed all of last season, save for 10 minutes. She tore her ACL in the very first game of their of their season last year. Now, she did come back and run track. This is a kid who I think, if I read the article right, won the, won the 100, the 200, and the 400 um, in the Michigan State track meet last year, and she was back running the 400, and I think maybe even running the 200. So, and, and according to her in the article, the IU coaches were okay with her running, that they thought that was all a good part of her rehab. But based on that, I would not be surprised if this is a kid that might not see some red shirt. Um, as as uh, this might be a kid that gets some red shirt possibility, just because they may want to try and get her another year. Right. where she, she, you know, get away from, again, there's going to be, a, I mean, a lot of these kids are going to be scrambling for playing time anyway, but now you bump her back maybe a year to where right. she's going to have, you know, Grace will be graduated um, and, and some of the others who will be going, you know, making decisions, you know, about whether they got play, uh, eligibility left or not. So, but when you look at Bargasser on, I'll, I'll keep it there. I just think that that right now to me is the big question mark coming off the ACL. Yeah, that, I, I saw that too. Um, I mean, before that, at least she was ranked fairly highly. She was ranked 48th um, mm -hmm. by the, the girls' bass, collegiate girls' bass report. All-star girls had her at 53rd and ESPN at 67th overall. Um, and so when I, I, I saw some clips of her, obviously, before her ACL as well, she looks like she's able to shoot the three pretty well. Um, she can finish around the rim. And what I liked is she finished on both sides with both hands. Yeah. Um, it, so it, it, she seemed, again, another versatile player coming in. She really seemed to distribute. And every once in a while, I actually showed, saw some clips of her on defense, which you don't always get that in these clips because, you know, everyone likes the offensive part. So I, I hope that's something that she's wanting to work on. And I believe if I read an article correctly in an interview, that's one of the things she actually was intrigued about improving her game was coming in to play for Coach Moore and 
um, unless I'm getting her confused with our, our last incoming freshman. You might be, but I didn't okay. read all the articles, but I, 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 don't. I, 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 saw I read same so thing. many of them today and now they're starting to blur. I said it and I'm like, oh no, I think that's the other gal. But regardless, I think she showed some signs of some good defensive potential too. Kathy, what I saw, and I agree with you about the numbers. I think you probably, we saw the same stat line. Uh, they had her at 55% field goals, 41% from three. Um, I didn't look at the free yeah. throw percentage, but I would assume it was pretty decent based on those types of numbers. The only thing I don't know about Michigan is what D3 is. Is that right. second, what level is that? And I'm not trying to minimize anything, but we, but it's just sometimes it's a, it's, it's a jump. If you've been playing in lower level class, like 1A here to into that Big Ten, which again, another, it would, it, it, nobody's expecting her to come in and dominate this year anyway. So getting her a year to be acclimated isn't necessarily going to be a bad thing. But what right. I saw in video, and I know this isn't the comparison people want to hear, and I probably shouldn't say it, but I'm going to. But what I saw was a little bit, not at all, not completely. I'm not trying to put her in pressure, but, but she reminded me a little bit of Grace Berger yeah. because a lot of the clip I saw was a pull up game. It, yeah. whether it was going right or going left or make a move and drive to the rim yeah. and play through some contact. There was a lot of grace in that game. But the one thing I did question about Bargasser, and I don't know if you get a chance to watch it again, her shot comes down and almost, almost about thigh high. She brings it down to get it up. So either that's going to yeah. have to be changed. But again, she shoots it pretty well. So I'd be hesitant yeah. to change it, but she's going to have to realize that's going to have to be a little bit quick. She's going to have to find out a way to get that off yeah. in the D1 game. Yeah, yeah, because you you hate to monkey with a shot of somebody who uh, right. shot fifty five percent as a junior. So and the um, reason I and the reason I noticed it was watching her in one of the clips. One of her teammates shot, and it was more you know from in here. And I was like, and that's yeah. when it kind of I was like, wait a minute, let's go back and watch that. And that night, and, and it was like every jump shot was that same down almost to about thigh high. Right. Oh, that's pretty far. So. Um, other than that, on stats, I saw she did actually, as her again, her junior year average almost four steals per game. So again, mm -hmm. back to, you know, we did see some clips, I think, with some defense in there. Um, so yeah, so she's also, of course, somebody we're probably not quite sure she'll slot into any significant minutes, especially coming off of a major injury. But anything else you'd like to talk about, Lexus? Oh, I think, but I do think there's a bright future for her yeah. here in this pro in this type of program with her skill set. I, I just don't know if it'll be her freshman year that we'll see right. it all on display. Yeah, and especially with the transfers coming in and how deep you know some of the more veteran players before her, um, even if she plays next year and doesn't redshirt, I, I I guess I'm not expecting a whole lot in terms of significant minutes. Correct. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go to our, our fourth freshman, and that's um, Lily Meister. So Lily is from Rochester, Minnesota. She is a 6'2 forward, um, listed as a forward. Um, and I have a whole long list of some things. Uh, she's very athletic. For example, I know she was an excellent volleyball player. Um, one thing that really intrigued me about her in an interview is that she talked about how she really loved watching Alexa Goulday play during the NCAA tournament and really wanted to fashion her game after Alexis. So um, I thought that was um, something that I think bodes well and kind of touches our hearts, right? <laughs> so yeah. it was a fan favorite and that's a good way, um, good person. If you're gonna fashion your game after anyone, um, that's good. Um, she was also um, reached 2000 career points all the way back in January as well for her high school. So I thought, you know, she can definitely score. Now, in fairness to so our fans know this, that in Minnesota, you're allowed to play varsity basketball yeah. in the eighth grade, at least in the yeah. eighth grade, because I know she started playing with the varsity yeah. in the eighth grade. 
Yes, where she only averaged as an eighth grader on varsity nine points per game and eight rebounds. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, plenty I mean, of seniors, you know. but you know, nine points. But yeah, <laughs> but you look at the last couple of years, Kathy. Her stats, uh, at least what I found, she averaged twenty two point six as a junior, twenty two point three this year. So she's been pretty consistent. Right, and yeah. and eleven, basically eleven rebounds both yeah. for both yeah. years. Averaged a double double both years. Yeah, she was also an twenty twenty two All Star this year as well. Um, so quickly with a couple rankings, uh, she was rated 87th in her class by collegiate girls and 86 by all-star girls. So, um, and I can't, I didn't write down her ESPN ranking. I'm sure she had one, but I didn't get it. Um, I couldn't find it either, to be honest with you. I'm sure she had one, but I could not find it for some reason. She's one though. If you watch the video, you can see a lot of potential there. I think she's going to have to get a little stronger physically. I would imagine I'll be one of the first things they do with her when they get her on campus. And I believe they hit campus next week. I believe that when I was talking with Grace for a couple of the episodes that, um, yeah. She said the the spring semester or the summer semester starts June 6th, I think. So yeah. I think that's when they're allowed to actually start with them. Um, so I imagine I'll be one of the first things they do is really get her moving on the on the diet. And 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 when I say diet, I don't mean about losing weight. Right. I'm talking about Definitely tailoring doesn't... tailoring her diet to help her build strength and and such. But she had good she had good lateral movement. She showed she could go inside outside. Yeah. Um, I just think that's where the strength is going to have to be a little bit better um, in terms of the ruggedness of the Big Ten. But again, with Mac back with the uh, and I've gone brain dead here today uh, tonight. But the girl from Providence coming in as a transfer, you're not going to have to necessarily rely on her um, for 20 minutes a night. But I will say that you yep. she mentioned that, and I thought it was one thing that she was intrigued by the article I read that she about her defense that she knows for to to a certain degree her defense has not been her 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 strength and her coach even told her that um, your offense is what got you noticed defense is what's going to get you on the floor and especially right. in this program that's going to be your quickest route to the floor. Um, but I will say watching the several clips I saw of her, the player comparison I had was uh, in two or three years, I could see an Alexa Golbe type player. I could too. By the way, uh, Alyssa Geary, that's um, Geary. From, from Providence. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. But if Geary, and if Geary hadn't transferred in, then Meister might've been one that would have had to get rushed a little bit quicker, unless you would move Yarden into more of a forward type role instead of the guard role. But I'm just saying, you know, but with Geary coming in, that that gives this coaching staff an opportunity to kind of put the puzzle pieces where they want to rather than where they're forced to. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Lily Meister is officially now listed on a roster as 6'3". <laughs> so she's also and, growing. <laughs> and from Minnesota, and I can't recall too yeah. many of our players in the past being from Minnesota. Yeah. And by the way, let's face it also, I, we should well, mention we we do have Sarah Scalia coming in as well. Well, that's true. That's yeah. true. But uh, let's be fair. Uh, Alexis Bargesser would have been an all-star in Michigan this year had she been healthy. Yeah, I, I think so, too. Absolutely. So, yeah, Lily definitely has all kinds of um, accolades for name. She made all-conference team um, all, all five years <laughs> that she played in high school, um, including um, in 2021, for sure. She was on the all-state honorable mention team as well. So Yeah, I think she was a first-team all-stater this year in Minnesota. Yep. Cool. All right. Anything else on the incoming freshman? No, just excited to watch them actually see them get out on the floor this fall. But uh, like, was, like I said, I think uh, the, um, Yarden is probably the one kid that has a chance to play a lot of minutes this year, in my opinion. Yeah. Now, maybe one of the other three will surprise us. But I think based on what we've seen in the stats and a little bit of the clips, 
that she's the one kid I think we can all, you, our fans, the workaholics can expect to see quite a bit of. Yep, I, I agree. So cool. All right. Well, let's move on to our next segment, which is kind of a little bit new for us. It's a, it's just a mailbag. So yep. uh, we did get a few questions submitted to us in our um, private community. So for those of you not there, you can uh, still go out to Simply Call and find out how to join us there. We have lots of good content, not just about men's basketball, but we do women's basketball, football, there's baseball, soccer, all kinds of stuff. But Gary Crawford from the community asked, or it's really more of a statement, but you don't know all of the roles, but might be fun to imagine some possibilities from what we know and what we hope for. So, um, Coach, you want to take that one first? Was it roles? Yes, he was talking about what some some of the roles that we might have from the players. <laughs> um, I don't think a lot of the veterans are going to change. I, I think you're going to see Grace do Grace things. Uh, I really will. I and we kind of had this discussion with Seth Tao a couple of weeks ago or a month or so ago. Um, I really believe you can see Grace at a point forward at times this year. And and again, I, I think that depends a little bit on a yard in uh, if, if she's getting minutes at the end of a game. Um, do would they trust Scalia with or or Sydney Parrish could be in that role too? I don't think you'll see a true point guard. I think that's the one thing we'll have to get used to with this group. I don't think there's not a Nikki Cardano Hillary that's going to be your point guard or an Allie Patberg that you're going to say is the point guard and lead. I think it's going to be put the ball in the hands of the person you think can get things done and create things off just being basketball players. And that's where a parish, and I really think what we know Grace Berger can do really well. Um, the other roles, I think, you know, I, Chloe would be one that I would really be excited to see how her game maybe it gets a little better this offseason because if she can build on and, and, and take the next step from where she was at the end of the season, she really can provide a different level for this team of athleticism. Um, but as far as Mac and the others, I, I, and, and we don't know enough about Gary right now as, as far as I haven't seen enough of her, um, but we know what Scalia can do, at least when she played us. And, and I think that, you know, you're really not going to see a lot of roles. The one thing I'd be interested in, I guess, to answer Gary's question is with a question is, is it going to be quite the same defensive mentality? Because one thing that uh, that this group, at least coming back, they lost a little bit of that defensive right. with Allie and Nikki and Lex. And Alexa, yeah. Yeah, that's what I say, with those three, especially. Um, but it may be an even better offensive group than it's been the last couple of years. So are you willing to give away some of the, the defense for that offensive firepower? Um, that'll be an interesting question. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think after, you know, diving a little bit more into to Yarden today um, over the last couple of weeks or so, I, I'm really intrigued to see if makes a, a more Kathy's frozen up on us, and, and so I'll mm -hmm. try to. Yeah. You there? I am. Okay. Yeah. Am I still there? Yeah. You're Okay. Sometimes the internet has been going out here the last couple of weeks, though. You're fine. It's happened to me before. Yep. Cool. So anyway, so to, uh, I, I'm really con I'm really um, intrigued now on on Yarden coming in to see if she'll slot, slot into any any major contributor at maybe a point guard. So I agree. I think you definitely for sure know that Grace is going to be starting if we're, one, we're wondering about starters and McKinsey. Um, 
and then after that, it, it just seems like you could have a whole host of players and it, I just don't know enough about them to, to see who comes in and who, who doesn't. So um, into that starting role, but I think you, you definitely have the possibility. I think we can play a lot deeper than we did last year. So I yeah. think you'll see, um, I still feel that maybe as a role player, Chloe's probably going to still be coming off of the bench unless she makes a big leap this year. Um, so that that's kind of where I'm at. I think the, the transfers too are very interesting. I think Sydney Parrish for sure seems like she's going to slot into one of those starter roles, don't you? Yeah, her yeah. and Scalia both. Yeah, I, I do too. I think Sarah Scalia with her shooting, I don't see how you don't start her and keep her off of the off the floor that way. So um, side note, I know I texted you and Ari about this, but um, the Sydney Parish, I have a side story about her. So um, last Friday, my husband and I biked to a brewery here in Des Moines. And um, as he was trying to find a seat out in their, their courtyard, he had an Indiana hat on, he walked by and the lady stopped him and said, oh, um, my mom's um, cousin's is um, going to be playing and it happened to be Sydney Parrish. So it was Sydney Parrish and her, Sydney Parrish's mom and her mom are actually cousins. So she <laughs> was kind of like, oh, all right. So your cousins with Sydney Parrish. She said, yeah. She and I said, well, we're all very, very excited to have her. So um, just kind of random story about Sydney coming, uh, coming out of Des Moines. <laughs> so you, you never know, small world. So um, anything else, just uh, though, back to, to Gary's question on roles or anything you want to touch on there? No, I think I covered as, as, as much as I can. <laughs> yeah. So we see them on the court. I just, I think it's in how they mesh together. That's how I, what I'm most interested in, but you, just, you can try to slot people, I think it's a, the positions, but until you see how they play together, I think that really makes a big difference in what you, what you see from them as well. And then Quang kind of gets the follow up here with the workaholics in the chat. I, I, I guess if I was going to say starters, you're going to go Mac, you're going to go yeah. Grace, you're going to go Sydney Parrish, Sarah Scalia. Then yeah. that fifth spot, I think comes down to whether you want to play a little bit bigger with, and, and do you trust Grace or Sydney Parrish to kind of be that point forward? And therefore you go with a, you know, a, a Geary, but if you don't, if you want to go a little more traditional point guard, then that might be a place where Yarden gets the chance to be, you know, a start right away. But yeah. um, as far, I think four out of the five will be is pretty much, in my opinion, right now on June, well, June first, June first, yes. June first is those four are locked in, barring injuries. Those four are locked in. Yeah, I'm the exact same camp. And then um, in the same similar question, not just about size, but on the flip side of that, um, maybe is also experience. Do you want the experience that um, that you can get with um, with uh, Alyssa Geary or do you trust the freshman coming in? But she had that experience as well playing in those European leagues. Right. So, again, it might come down to how they mesh together. So and uh, let's face it, it also a lot of it will depend. The, the, the transfer is probably not as much, but the incoming freshman and the other, well, she knows what she's got in returns like Chloe and Caitlin Peterson, but those, how, how quickly can they adapt to the defensive principles and the defensive fundamentals that Terry Moore yeah. wants? Yeah. Yeah. And that might be an easier ask of somebody who maybe has some more college playing time than um, that might give the nod to, to Alyssa Geary. So okay. we'll see. All right, next question is from David Underwood. Um, he asks, I'd love to know whether we ought to expect Mac to be back to her pre-injury self. Is there a medical track record for recovery from her ailments and procedure? Um, so I guess to answer this question, basically we don't really know officially what her 
um, exact um, injury was last year. What we can tell you is we're fairly certain that she'll be back to 100% by the time that um, the season starts. She was starting to get back there, I think, during the NCAA tournament, at least from our um, amateur eyes watching her play. Um, but we have not heard anything um, out of Indiana since her injury and her coming back that would lead us to believe that she won't be back 100%. Now, I would imagine she has been doing the individual workouts. I have no, to me, that that was maybe an injury. Again, we don't know officially what it was, but it was some type of, of lower, you know, leg injury, lower body injury, to use a hockey term. Um, but she seemed to be getting better. Was she, was she, when that, that, that's that gap between the end of the Big Ten tournament and kind of that first round of the NCAA tournament really seemed to help her kind of get back her stamina and some of the other things i thought she played pretty well those those last couple of games of the ncaa tournament um but i think i think you'll see mac i think the one thing i you talk about roles kind of combine this will mac be a little more outside as we saw a little bit last year will she continue to look more for that three shot to kind of open up the offense a little bit more yeah yeah that's another intriguing storyline we'll have to see how it plays out Okay, our last question was from Quang, and I'm going to assume Quang was being a smart aleck, um, but I will read it anyway. Can we, have, can we just dub it the smart aleck question of the week or whatever? We can. Um, looking at the roster, did we get a transfer this year? And I, the reason I think he's being a smart aleck because I know he joined us when we covered off of the, the, the transfers. So, yes, we did get one or two transfers this year. So just to kind of recap, we get... Um, we did have Sydney Parrish, who we already mentioned. And again, for those of you, if you did miss our episode, you can go back and we dove into all of these transfers on a few episodes ago. You can find them out on YouTube. But um, Sydney Parrish used to be Indiana Miss Basketball. She went to Oregon um, and is transferring in. Sarah Scalia comes to us by way of um, uh, Minnesota. And then we have Alyssa Geary, who is coming to us from Providence. So those are the three transfers coming in. Yeah. And, and things such as that. So we, and, and again, I think that the, in this day and age, you have to have to answer Quang's question. I know we answered it before. Um, you've got to be active in the portal. You're, you, you're, you may lose some, if you don't great, but I think, you know, to, to replace somebody like Lex and, and Nikki this year, um, you had to kind of rely on the portal because you weren't sure when you were going through the recruiting process of the high school kids, if they were going to come back or not, maybe, and, and maybe Terry Moore knew all along, maybe Lex and, and, and Nikki had went to her all the way back in November and we're like, coach, we're, we're done. This is it. We're not coming back. And maybe she knew that and they didn't tell anybody and that's fine. Um, but I think that made it a little hard sometimes to go out and recruit, not knowing exactly how many spots you were going to have open right. um, on the roster. Yeah. And you know, now that we've gotten our full roster, um, we can lay it out. That's to me, I think the biggest, off-season storyline that I'll be curious to answer when this season rolls around is how the team comes together because mm -hmm. we've laid it out. We've got three transfers and four freshmen. That's half our team. Seven people on the team are brand new to the program. Maybe not brand new to college basketball, but they were still brand new to the program and playing with each other. I think that's really going to be a, a, an interesting and intriguing storyline as we go through the year. And I really would assume and guess we're going to have some games where you're like oh gosh i would have expected us to win that or i would have expected us to maybe handle that game a little more easily in part because i think it's going to take them a while to kind of get their groove together 
But what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think there's a lot to that, but I think it also could, this will come down to your leadership. Now, this is going to come down to Grace Berger and Mackenzie Holmes, especially as the two players with the most experience, the most time on the floor and who know what Terry Morin expects out of the kids in the program. And they're going to have to really kind of take it, you know, and that's why I think this summer though, you know, they're going to be playing a lot of basketball. I mean, they can only officially be with the coaches like one hour a day or one hour every they get so many days it's like one hour a day and like three days a week something like that grace explained it to me on one of the episodes but um she um um lost my train of thought oh um but they're gonna play a ton of basketball just open gym type settings and things like that and you can learn a lot about each other but i think that's where grace and mac especially have to kind of be like this is the way we do it here yeah i agree so that was technically all that was on our agenda for Je for today, Jeff, but is there anything else that you want to talk about while we're here together? Well, you mentioned the banner moment about Allie Patberg yeah. being, uh, get, uh, uh, I hate to say promoted, but uh, hired to be our direct, you know, into the position as recruiting coordinator and stuff. And I think that's a great move. Um, I think having Allie, a, a former player on the staff and who, who between herself her dad and 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 her her who was you know who was one of her AU coaches and her and her high school coach Pat McKee, she's going to have an instant. I shouldn't make it sound like she's going to be getting anybody she wants, but she's going to have a way to get into the doors of all a lot of the high school coaches in the end. They know those, especially Pat, has been very prominent in the coaches association in the state. So I'm sure she's not she's going to make some inroads with the coaches in the state um but right now we still have a third assistant we've lost our third assistant ashley went back to north carolina state where she had played um and so um that spot is still open as far as i know and and i know ari and i kind of went back and forth on on texting a couple of weeks ago i they haven't filled it yet and and i know people got upset this past winter but i'm until I see it differently, I'm still not sold. I'm still not, I still believe that eventually you'll see a former IU player in that third spot. And and I think we all can kind of figure out who that might be. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think um, a couple months ago, you called some coaches coaching changes then on the men's side of basketball as well, that were going to happen, not with the Indiana program, but um, and at a couple other schools that ended up happening. So, you know, um, I'll, I'll take yeah. that back with you, Jeff. So. I was I was a little bit wrong on the Indiana men. I had, I had made the comment I, I thought that I thought Randy Whitman would be that person that might yeah. fill a role and ended up being Jordan Halls. But, but uh, you have three predictions and I think you had two of the three right. So yeah. I, I'll take those. Two yeah. out of three ain't bad, Jeff. That's what I hear. Yeah, and everybody thought I was nuts when I said Thad Mata was going to Butler. Um, yeah, you nailed but, it. I just, I, 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 and for people are like, I'm not trying to be coy. Just, I, I just honestly think that it might be time to, for Tyra Bus to become back to the IU and be an assistant. It may not happen, but yeah. I, 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 just, I like that idea of, of former players. When you're starting to develop a program like Terry Morin is, I think there's a value in having former players on your staff. You saw Mike Shashesky do it at Duke a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, John Wooden did it at UCLA. Bob Knight Bob did it at different times. Yep. I just think that when you start having a successful program, that's an indicator that you're really starting to build the culture of that program because you start having people who can, you know, because sometimes you're looking at the head coach, the kids, you know, I know from when I was a head coach, sometimes they'll start to tune you out a little bit when you're the one always chirping in their ear. But when you've had somebody play for you who can go to them and go, hey, just she's telling you the right thing. Don't, don't get worked up. I, but I just think that Tyra is going to, I will not be shocked if Tyra Buss is that third assistant. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the, the interesting thing there, of course, is, is uh, obviously she's engaged to Brad. Right. So, 
you know, does she want to stay in Wisconsin where she's at now or go wherever he goes or come back to Indiana? It seems like she has a lot of potential, maybe potential options there. So, so yeah, yeah. So that's the other thing that we'll be keeping an eye on as well. Um, but I think our roster set, I think uh, we'll try to have a few more shows here, obviously, um, as the summer keeps progressing. Jeff and I have been talking about our scheduling. Um, My so puppy's whining, so if you people I hear here. that. Yeah, that's good. How old is your puppy now? Six months. Six months. Oh, fun. So, um, Sorry to interrupt you. No, that's all right. <laughs> I get distracted easily. So, all right. So I think we've covered it off today. We've got everyone caught up on headlines. We've gone into our incoming freshmen. We've answered some questions. So I think that's going to wrap us up. Um, Jeff and I, as I mentioned, are, are talking about um, trying to do a show potentially next week. We're still trying to figure out schedules and content, um, but keep an eye out there on Twitter or, or again, our private community. And we'll make sure to post once we have that solidified. But um, until then, good luck, everyone. Hey. Oh. Real quick, three sound. Okay, I want to remind everybody just so we make sure we cross brand AC radio tomorrow night. I believe is scheduled for nine o'clock Eastern, yeah. eight o'clock Central. So AC radio will be on tomorrow night. Yes, I believe they're still on. Um, but again, in the summer, sometimes they take a week off. So last right. saw they were on again. So okay, cool. Well, with that, um, let's go. Uh, uh, everybody, um, <coughs> excuse me. Oh my goodness. So, all right, so. Until then, keep your elbows in, your eyes on the rim, and go Hoosiers. So, yay. See you, everybody.